back to Carpet Talk. We have reached the third part in our three-part series on the way, the truth, and the life. So today we're gonna we're gonna talk about the truth. We're gonna talk about the life. We're gonna talk about the life. I'm backwards. <laughs> I'm a little disoriented. We started recording and then our Zoom timed out. So um Welcome to the podcast that we were going to script every single time, and then literally after the first episode that we scripted, we, we said, said never again. Never again. We're we never too doing much work. this. <laughs> this is raw. This is genuinely how our lives go. So welcome to um, the carpet. I'm like the chaoticness. The chaoticness. Yeah. So Honestly. we're on life. Um, I. Emily's gonna she has a little flow chart that she has in her <laughs> everything Emily has is a flow chart and it's I'm a it's, very I, organized person I appreciate it I really do but there's sometimes where I'm like you needed a flow chart for that okay. correct yeah cool I, cool you make my life I easier it. it's just like that's how my brain works you I've know been... how some people's brains are just like like little Mush. filing cabinets mm-hmm. oh, okay oh <laughs> we were going on different <laughs> whatever um, I, I was conditioned by um the public school system and my mother who okay. is a very list oriented woman everything works in a list and or chart or graphic i don't mm. know it just kind of happens that was not my life my life was very much like go like go anyway yeah. anyway we're gonna talk about the life um emily so, take it away <laughs> so flow chart last time. episode <laughs> Man, the last episode we started with um, how the truth feeds us in walking in the way. The truth allows us to walk in the way by illuminating <clears throat> and um, just bringing light to what the way is. The truth teaches us that <clears throat> my voice is still not um, returned, so excuse me. Yeah, the truth opens our eyes to walk in the way, and the truth shows us the way, and then when we're walking in the way, when we're living a life according to truth, it leads us to the life. It leads us to a life in Christ. It leads us to a life with Christ and for Christ. Um, And he, through showing us the way, through being the way and teaching us the truth, he shows us a life worth living and he puts life back into us. It's through our redemption and through his victory on the cross that we have life in us. Yeah, the thing life. that oh, love that love the idea of eternal life lately, <laughs> <laughs> always, but lately it's just been very relevant. But it's what the makes, thing that keeps it's what makes natural life worth living, right? No, you're really you're true. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, no, the thing that just keeps echoing through my head as we were just preparing for the life is my favorite saint of all time, John Paul II, um, when he says like, "We are an Easter people, and Alleluia is our song." Um, I've also heard it said like we are a resurrection people and mm-hmm. Alleluia is our song and like um, like I had mentioned in the in the last podcast right now I'm working with my priest on this like little nine week series for these young um, high schoolers on why they should be Catholic right and not just because like someone is telling them but because it's actually true um, and the thing that gets me all the time is you know the resurrection it kind of scares me not gonna lie um, just because I, I don't really understand how it happened. And I'm like a super scientific brain. So like, I want to know like how Jesus actually was. Like, I want to know, like, did your heart start beating first? Or like, like, I just want to know. Same. But, I, I want to know what it felt like. Oh, 
I want to know what the first thought through his mind was. I really want to know if like he was like hungry. Up in bed after you've been asleep for like <laughs> yeah, okay. When you're like Thank super you. tired and then you go to bed and you sleep for like 13 hours and then you just shoot up in bed and you're like, I'm alive again. There's like shoot up in a cold sweat. And you're like, Wow. Okay, thank How you for also having that thought process. Like, I also want to know what the time. angels were doing. Like, what did they do when they saw him? Like, anyway, sorry, that was a big tangent. But I just, just want to, I'm so excited to, the, the question, I have a, okay, I'm not, I am, but I'm not a list person, but I, I do have a, have list, a of list of questions. Oh, I have, I have a really long, I'm not, I'm going to hold the line up to getting into heaven because I'm going to start asking my questions. He's going to be like, hold on, just like, just, just hold on. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, I just love when John Paul II says that because no other faith, no other, you know, person that has come and established a religion has focused it on this idea of resurrection and resurrection is life. Like point blank, you know, we talk about Jesus resurrecting, but we really are talking about him being alive again. Um, And I was just talking to these kids and they were like, they asked me, (laughs) they turned the question on me and it wasn't fun. Like I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not on week 10 yet where I'm supposed to tell you my opinion. (laughs) Hold on. Um, But it just kind of came out of me when I told them, I was like, I'm Catholic because I, I want eternal life and I want resurrection. Like quite, quite honestly, like this, this life is great. I'm having a great time um, on the struggle bus to heaven, but (laughs) like in all honesty, like I want to experience what Christ experienced when he rose from the dead, because that's, that's his promise. That's when he tells us like, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Like that's what he's saying to to us. He's saying like, I am what is going to give you that resurrection. I am who is going to walk into your tomb one day and say like, my good and faithful servant, like come with me to heaven. And I want that more than anything. I will give up anything for that. And if it wasn't living a life where I was told that truth and learned that truth and learned the way to getting to that truth, I wouldn't have this understanding of resurrection and this idea of like eternal life. And when we were talking about having the way the truth in the life series, I was just so excited about this episode because like Catholics are such a party people and it's not the type of party where you go and get drunk. No, it's the type of party where you're like, my whole life is a party regardless if I'm struggling or joyful because I know this isn't it. Like I know this isn't the end. I know there is more. Um, So no matter what gets thrown my way, no matter how many potholes I hit in the road, no matter how many, you know, times I have a bruised knee from falling under the cross that I'm carrying, like, I know this isn't it. Yeah, and, like, we're not, we're not the only faith that talks about an afterlife or an eternal life, but we're the only one who tells you how to get there and the only one who suggests that it starts now. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the guys I'm working with this summer um, he just finished his first year of seminary and he is, he's such an inspiring, um, like older brother figure to me right now. Um, he really just gets me and like this new friendship is amazing. Um, but he was talking about Wednesday night we have adoration with the kids and he was just explaining it to them and talking about it. And his line that he always gives is like, no time is wasted with God. Um, any time that we spend with him is never time that's wasted. Um, even when it feels like there are a million better things that you could be doing in that time, it's never time that's wasted. And then his second line that he repeats all the times that it's heaven all the way to heaven. 
Um, just this mm. idea of like our resurrection began the day that we were baptized. Like this new life pouring back into us started the day we walked into the church. Um, it starts again. Like it's again and again and again and again. That's what resurrection is. It's new life. And it's poured into us every time that we say yes to Jesus. Anytime that we take a step in the direction of God. And <clears throat> is heaven all the way to heaven is just saying that like sainthood doesn't begin when we die and walk into the gates. It's it's perfected then. Our 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 sanctification begins on the journey. It is the journey. Um, and yeah, it's not always sunshine and rainbows living the Christian life. Um, often it's the walk to Calvary and it's carrying your cross and it's walking there, but there's joy even in it because it's with Christ that you're with him all along. And he is the breath in your lungs, the life inside of you that gets you up every day to do it. Um, and so just really, Praying with that and like thinking it's heaven all the way to heaven. Um, and the summer has been hard. Like it's been hard, like it's been hard work being in a leadership position and like um, being in charge of things. And every day my prayers become like, Jesus, help me to see the heaven in today. Um, give me a glimpse of heaven. Like give me a taste of what I'm striving after even in today. I I say it all the time on the podcast, but I just am always in awe of how, you know, Emily and I are very good friends. We live together. We will continue to live together for the foreseeable future. But, like, the way that God is speaking in our lives is always somewhat parallel. Because um, my prayer this summer has just been, like, allow me to hold on to those glimpses of heaven for those around me that don't know it. Mm. Um, I, as beautiful as my, as my parish life is right now, my my work life is not it's i'm in the middle of a mess and not a bad mess <laughs> just you know in the middle of a lot of people who think they're happy think mm. that what they have is what is making them happy and i have a lot of conversations um with myself at work <laughs> just about you know i i hear stories about what my coworkers are doing on the weekends or you know after work and I hear the end of the happiness. I hear the, you know, like a transactional happiness. Um, mm. And in my, you know, in my experience, I, I hear these things and I'm like, that's not a life worth living. Um, but I know that they don't have the experience. Of I think back to the apostles and to the disciples when they were first starting out, right? And like once the Lord had resurrected and ascended and it was just them. And like Jesus was not around anymore the way he was and they were looking around and watching people around them and saying like that's not a life worth living like I'm not willing to give up what I know to live that life again um and it's a beautiful thing to have that knowledge but it's another thing to live that knowledge um and I've just been wrestling with this idea of you know I can't talk to myself about this forever um this is one of the reasons we started this podcast right like Emily and I had said like we can't talk about this just between each other forever like it has to go it has to go deeper. It has to mm -hmm. branch out further if it's going to be fruitful. And so I'm just wrestling with this idea right now of like, how do I live resurrection for people who don't know what resurrection is? Yeah. Like, how do you live a life that 
is living for eternal life and not just for yourself. Because at the end of the day, yeah, it's great if we get to heaven, but if we're in heaven alone, like what, what's the point, right? If we lived a life of selfish holiness, that ain't it either. No. It's, it's funny that you even say selfish holiness because like it's a walking contradiction. Mm-hmm. It's an oxymoron. And like if it's kept to yourself, it's not authentic holiness. Like it's not true. Like holiness comes from the word wholeness, completion. Um, and there's no, there's no room for lacking. There's no room for holding back when it comes to wholeness holiness whatever you want to call it um because there's a longing for more in every single one of us and that's such a basic thing of like we feel the ache every single day of this ain't it we're always looking forward to the next thing um we're always waiting for the next thing to come along and that's not something new to anyone listening like whether you've heard it before like you feel it in your soul um Dude, I feel it every day. Um, when Kaylee and I talk about it, we just call it the ache. And it's like it's the bottomless ache inside of you. Um, and we can say, oh, I'm aching for this. I'm longing for this. But it's like at the end of the day, like I'm homesick for heaven. And I'm longing for the eternal life that I was made for. And there are like so many like cliche one-liners that try to answer it. Like, oh, there's a God-sized hole in your heart. It's like, <laughs> yes, but like that's not even enough to describe it of like, literally like heaven is home and until we're all there like there's going to be an emptiness and ache whether we feel it consciously or not right i um i also i've just been thinking a lot about reckless living and living recklessly um there's recently just a, a young man in around my area that died of an overdose and it was all over the news and it was, it was just really hard to kind of watch the headlines. Um, I think he was like 18. Um, and I, it was hard to watch the headlines because it's not uncommon here. Um, in Boston, there's, there's a big drug epidemic and, um, a lot of people who overdose and it's kind of, kind of people become numb to it because they just become used to it. Um, and I was thinking of this idea of like reckless, like a life that's lived recklessly. Right. And there's, it's a double-sided, you know, coin almost, uh, you can live recklessly and, you know, not have any respect for your life and just do what feels good. Or you can live recklessly and have respect for your eternal life and, you know, lay your life down rather than just give it away. And there's one that's reckless and there's one that's generous. Exactly. I think exactly. Christians have tried to like adopt this reckless term, and like when reckless love came out, and there was like <laughs> yeah. the like the the hit worship song, and like there was so much kickback to it of like God's love is not reckless because it's intentional, mm-hmm. it's pointed and it's given, and you can't really call that reckless. And then there's the other side of it of like no, it's reckless because we don't deserve it, and it's given without you know consideration of the cost, and you can call it reckless or you can call it generous but it's like a life lived generously or a life lived recklessly I think is a kind of a better way to look at it and a more like connotation conscious way to look at it yeah and (laughs) 
I was gonna say something about the reckless love song. Thanks, whatever. <laughs> Took my line from me. Anyway, no, I, I was listening to that song after afterwards. Um, and just the lines of those songs, like Emily was saying, is you know, it's not a reckless love. It's not. Um, it's not reckless in the slightest. Like Jesus Christ does not do things. He doesn't risk anything. He's not a risk taker. Um, the way that the world makes risk out to be, you know? Um, and I just, I think back to this young man all the time because I saw those headlines and it, it literally was on the news for like 30 seconds. And then they moved on to the next, the next headline. And I was standing, I was just standing in work. It was a slow day and was just so overtaken by this idea of like, that's a human life. That is a soul. That is someone who the Lord died for. And he was reduced to a 30 second news headline and then we moved on, you know, and it made me think about my life and saying like, if all of us got a news headline, right. What would mine say? Like, what would be the headline of my life? Would it be that I overdosed? Would it be that I made all the money I, you know, could in my life? Or was it that I literally laid my life down every single day for the sake of someone else? Was it that I lived a life you know, focused on my eternal life or was it a life focused on my worldly life? Because I think that, you know, I've, I haven't, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen any news headline of someone whose life was lost for the sake of, you know, an eternal life. I always see the headlines of someone losing their life for the worldly life. And that's not what Jesus came for. He, he ended that when he resurrected. Like, mm-hmm. we no longer lost our worldly lives for the sake of, you know, something menial. Our, our human life and our worldly life could now be lost for something eternal. And that just struck me really, really deeply as I was getting ready for this podcast of, you know, he says he's the life and he's not just talking about the worldly life. Like, he's talking about this idea of eternal life and he puts, he puts you know, value to everything here. And I think as Emily was saying with her little her flow chart, right? Like he gives us a way and he gives us a truth that, so that our life has a value. And if we can't become complacent to this idea that our life has value, we are not living a Christian life. We are not living a Catholic life and if that doesn't penetrate our day to day and people can't see that, we aren't living as a resurrection people. Yeah, I think sometimes people um poo-poo the worldly because of the eternal and it's like no like Kayla was saying like the eternal is what gives value to the worldly and it's a flow up once again of like the things we see here ought to lead us to the things of heaven like that's why we're here this life is preparation for heaven it's a it's the chance to be redeemed so that we can win heaven back um so that we can receive what has been won for us on the cross um yeah we talked about it in the amdg episode of like your life has value because of the eternal life that you were made to live and you can you know live it up you can have the most fun ever on this planet like climb the mountains swim in the oceans like meet the people that you love like there is so much good to be lived in this life um and it's all for the goodness of the life to come 
that heaven be heaven becomes ours um and we have the chance to start living that life of heaven now that we have the chance to live life with god now we have a chance of community and authentic joy and honest fun honestly like life is fun (laughs) if we let it be fun um but we have the chance to live generously rather than live recklessly because we have this understanding of eternal life and we have the gift of life from our Lord Jesus himself. Yeah. And we can be generous because we have a value. Um, and so I guess the challenge for this episode and like the challenge of this little three part series was to find your value in the Lord and to live that value. Um, knowing that, you know, it, the cost was already paid for you and mm-hmm. your value is priceless and to live that and to not waste it because like Emily was saying, like this, this worldly life can be a lot of fun, but it's nothing compared to the fun that we're going to have when we enter the kingdom of God and we get to see what we were actually made for. Yeah. We don't have to define the way, the truth in the life. We just have to receive it. Yes. And Amen. <laughs>